la, 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 la. we'll edit that little blurb out. Mm, mm. <laughs> Happy weekend, everybody. This is Kimberly from Keep the Tail Wagging, and I'm here with my girlfriend, Kathy, from Groovy Golden Doodles. And What's we up? Are, we are here to talk about dogs, 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 dogs. So, Kathy, how was your week? Um, let's see. It was a little interesting. Um, Jax is, his thing has not healed yet. Mm. So we had to go back to the vet and uh-huh. um, because it's still, you know, like wide open. Like, yeah. hey, look, he's walking around like he's, you know, the gunshot wound in his neck. But um, there's nothing really to panic about other than I was just concerned about infection. Mm-hmm. And apparently my dog and only my dog happens to have an allergic reaction to the sutures. Oh, and that's why he won't heal. So the purple things that I thought were just like scabs forming Mm -hmm. were actually the sutures that were exposed. So they removed them, cleaned up the wound, told me to continue with the wound care Mm -hmm. and um, gave me some antibiotics just because I don't want him to get an infection. Um, And he's angry because I keep putting a little blue infant sock on his back hind leg so if i'm not in his oh he can't scratch yeah yeah and so he doesn't like it so we play the let's find the sock (laughs) but um but other than that so that's kind of been my week um you know unfortunately i am too attached to the therapy teams that i um manage and mm-hmm. so we lost two this week. Oh. We lost a Havanese um, to old age, and we lost a Bouvier to cancer. And it's just really tough for me. They're not my dogs, but I do have a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And I empathize so much with the, the teams that it's it's very, very hard. Yeah. So it was kind of, you know, it was just a week. Yeah. And I was actually got up this morning excited because I said, I'm going to talk to you. And for those of you that are listening, trust when I say Kimberly and I are never able to talk during the week. We We send text messages. And as long as it doesn't begin with 911, exactly. um, you know, we just text back. um, I can't too busy. I'm asleep. Feed me dogs. It's always, but you have to understand that because it's always you all right you okay you good yeah you need me and you almost want to say well damn it if I didn't need you I would not have called you but it kind of makes you say no I'm okay we can wait till Saturday so um yeah so I did wake up this morning excited to talk to you good good I know this is the worst time of year for me because as an accountant this is year end and so this is a time of year where I go and clean up all the mistakes and what is a what is it Murphy's law? Like if something bad is going to happen, it's going to happen this time of the year. This is a time of the year where everyone could be doing s- s- spot on, and then this is a time of year where everyone has decided they forgot how to do their job, and so I have to slow down on my job to make sure that um, I'm catching the mistakes and stuff. And it's not that they forgot to do their job; it's just that this is a busy time of the year for everybody. So things start um, falling down, and it's just. I'm so happy that it's Saturday because I just, I need a break from my work. 
Oh, but wait a minute. I left out the best part. Go ahead okay. and get ready to laugh because you're going to laugh. <laughs> right. my, my week started with this and we're uh-huh. always transparent with one another. I had a doctor's appointment on Monday. Uh-huh. And so I'm sitting there with this doctor who I really like, but I swear to you, I could have given birth to her mother. Okay, that's how young she is. And um, but I like young physicians because they're so up to date with the yeah. latest. And so I'm sitting there trying to justify my weight gain, right? And, COVID. <laughs> oh, listen, I blamed it on COVID. I blamed it on my age, how my metabolism has just died and been buried. It doesn't exist anymore. And she just let me ramble. And you know what she said? Hmm. Afterwards, she said, um, well, we, we're going to we're going to do some blood work and check all those things out because, you know, Kathy, you're obese. And I thought, well, damn, <laughs> we, we say it like that now at 1045 in the morning. On Monday, <laughs> that's when you come at me. I'm obese. So, you know me, I said, I beg your pardon. <laughs> and so she said, yes, yeah. she said, you know, by definition, you are. And I, I said, well, then listen, you're the physician. Fix it. <laughs> so I've had my first week with no sweets and no fried foods. How is I'm that? Not, huh? How is that? Um, It's not been that bad, but it's only been a week. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to say anything like it was really hard. Or, um. <laughs> You know, this is a piece of cake. I can only tell you that it's been a week. Okay. <laughs> Lee baked some meat in the oven and it just looked so bad. I didn't even eat it. I had just vegetables, I had cabbage, green beans, and a piece oh, of salmon. I miss I, cabbage. I couldn't. I love cabbage. Oh, my grandmother used to make the best cabbage. And you saying that just made me remember it, man. I, I would go to her house and she would just be like, there's cabbage in the kitchen. And I would just walk straight to the kitchen by her. You're like, hi, mama, walk straight to the kitchen and fix a big old plate. Mm -hmm. And and people would be like, that's all you're going to put on that plate. And say, it's all I need. And I was just, oh, so good. Just um, give me some cabbage. So, I need, I need so yeah, it's only, been, it's only been a week and I actually have to go to a dinner birthday party this evening. Mm-hmm. So this should be interesting. I'm going to behave myself though, because like huh, somebody said to me at work, like Wednesday, they said, Kathy, how are you doing? I said, well, I'm obese. <laughs> I'm just trying to wrap my, wrap my head around, around this, um, <laughs> And my clothes from last year still fit. So you're trying to tell me that I've been obese for over a year. <laughs> Is that where we're going? <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. What are we talking about? Well, today? on the flip side, I have, I lost 10 pounds. Okay. And this is why you don't have any friends. (laughs) Why you hang out with dogs and you live on five acres of land. You have no friends because you throw crap like that. (laughs) It's like somebody saying, girl, I don't know how I'm going to pay my mortgage. And then you said about, I just got $25,000 bonus. (laughs) Okay. I, I just so proud of myself because it's not easy, but I did it. Mm-hmm. There you go. Just I did it. Now that you've inserted the knife, twist again. Just yes. Twist again. <laughs> oh, are you done now? Yes, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just got a $25,000 bonus. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh God, let's talk dogs. <laughs> okay. So, 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 so dogs, we were going to talk about, you know, divorce and splitting up and who keeps the dogs and our shady well, I, ways of which we're making sure we keep our dogs and nobody else. <laughs> well, I think this is important. I mean, you know, all kinds of things could happen. But first of all, I'm trying to decipher the difference because I never ever, all the years I've been married and when the kids were little, I never thought about who gets the kids, the mm-hmm. human ones, um, probably because it, if he would have given them back. That's the way I see it. Would have <laughs> had them, and it just was not going to work. They were just going to be too much for him, or with the job that he had at the time, you know, being active duty military. But when you talk about a dog, everything that I read about seems to state that if two people are together and they've purchased dogs and they've raised dogs together, that they might want to get a written agreement. And I'm thinking, who has time for that? Like, really, I'm going to go into Lee's office and say, hey, babe, (laughs) could you just sign this that says that, you know, should you lose your mind tomorrow and decide that you want to leave me, that you don't try to take Harley and Jax? I mean, who does that? And the thing about it is that seems so ridiculous and petty until you either go through a divorce or you know someone who's going through a divorce because even the most amicable of divorces I mean in my experience turned ugly like have some element of ugly like I got when I got divorced a hundred years ago um we had nothing we had a house that we Mm -hmm. owed two mortgages on we had nothing um we didn't have kids to worry about I had I've had two cats Um, but still that divorce took a year to get over. He fought me over the cats and I was just like, fine, keep the cats then. I mean, I just wanted to get out of the divorce and I was just astounded that um, it can happen. So I I can see how it would make sense. I don't know. I'd be curious to know how Johan would respond to me walking up to him going, I need you to sign this. So I, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm almost tempted to just find one of those templates online and just see how difficult it is for Lee to sign it. And you should do the same thing. And then we should come back and talk about it. Yeah. Not not necessarily that we're serious, but I'm just curious. So I had this um, couple that came into the program with a beautiful therapy dog and they both went through getting their certifications independent of one another. And they were going to work as a team. Mm -hmm. And his job just got to be just too overwhelming. So he really did not volunteer that much with the dog, but she was steady as they come every week. She was coming in on her shift and then they both disappeared. So I usually give you a couple of weeks. And if I don't hear from you, I kind of reach out and I got ready to reach out and she reached out to me. They, um, their marriage crumbled. They separated. And because he purchased the dog and had the dog in his custody when they got married, um, I guess, I don't know if the law saw the dog as is, but he refused to allow her to come and get the dog to bring the dog to the hospital to volunteer. He knew that that was her shift. But his thing was, we're not together anymore and you don't need to have any contact with the dog. 
So they both ended up leaving the program. And that just always had me thinking in terms of, well, what do you do? Most families share the family pet. So what happens? And if you ever try to look this stuff up, they're all over the map, like in terms of who gets to keep the dog. um, How do you share custody? Some people end up going to court um, over the dog. I, I said, this is interesting. So yeah. well, I'm going to find the template and send it to you. Okay. Well, and I, then, you know, what I think find interesting is that, you know, I looked into this years ago. I actually wrote a blog post about it that had a couple of my friends like, are you guys splitting up? But I was like, no, it was just an interesting topic. And um, back then dogs were considered property. So it was just a matter of you proving that this is your property. Um, but now I'm noticing that, you know, people are starting to, or I should say the law is starting to recognize that dogs are more than just a piece of property to people that we have an emotional attachment to these animals. And I suspect that, you know, we'll see the laws adapting to that over time. But when I first looked into this, I did, I did these things and Johan knows that I did it and he was okay with it, but I pay for everything with the dogs. So I do their dog food. I pay for their vet appointments. I pay, I pay for everything. Johan doesn't have to, if he wants to contribute, he's welcome to, but he's not obligated to contribute. And on the flip side, there are some things that he pays for a hundred percent because that's his thing. So like the, the huge landscaping of our property, because he loves landscaping and, and doing all these projects, that was his stuff. Um, and so that if we were to split up, I can quickly and easily show years of me paying for everything. I have the relationships with the veterinarians. I have the relationships with the dog walker, with the dog trainers. I'm the one that hires all those people. Um, And so when we were talking about moving to Arizona and if we would move together, like, you know, are we going to split up and you go to Arizona and I stay here? It was never even a question of where the dogs would be. The dogs would stay together and they would stay with me. Um, But um, that's because Johan is a reasonable person. And so he would never, uh, I would, I, I don't believe that he would ever take our dogs and use them against me out of anger. I think he has, you know, he's very much into, you know, they're attached to each other. They love each other. You're the one that you know how to take care of everything. I'm the one, like when Scout had cancer, I was all over that. Whereas he is not, up to date on any of that type of stuff. And so he would rather have Scout stay with me and know that he's being taken care of than take him away in order to spite me. But um, not everyone has that type of relationship. And I can't even, you know, 100% say that we wouldn't someday get to a point where we would get dark and mean to each other. Well, I don't think I need one, period. However, it's called, I found one for us. Okay. It's called a pet custody agreement. Okay. Okay. And it's a useful document for anyone who has decided to bring a dog into their life with a partner or a roommate. It helps create a fair and balanced agreement that can make a potential separation easier for everyone, especially the pet. Now, the other interesting thing is when we talk about this, what happens if you as the primary custodian, pet parent, owner, um, whatever you classify yourself as, 
what if you do everything yet the attachment and the connection is with the other human? I think if that's the case, it's one of those where you're going to have to have an honest, hard conversation with yourself about um, about what's what, right, right, you know, for the dog. I mean, because to me, it's like if, you know, my dogs, I mean, they're they're <clears throat> I, I want to say that they're mostly attached to me. I mean, they're attached to both of us. But, you know, like if I'm in a room, the dogs are all usually in the room with me. Um, if I, if Johan, he tried to take all the dogs outside to run them around and two of the dogs were just at the door, like, Hey, you coming? Cause they, they, they won't do it. They won't go far from me. Um, <clears throat> but if I knew that I couldn't provide the dogs with a good life and Johan could, then I would have to be honest with myself and ask myself, is it right for me to, to take the dogs because I love them? I mean, you know, he loves them too. So, mm-hmm. if, but if he can give them a better life and make sure that they stay with the life that they have, then it would be a hard decision for me to, to make. But, you know, I would have to really think about that. Yeah. I'm just, um, I just found that pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, but and yeah, it, so I, it, it drives me crazy when people, like when couples who aren't, who are just dating, go out and get a dog together. It's just like, you know, are you, I, my stepson did this when, I mean, they didn't get a dog together. He bought a dog for his girlfriend mm-hmm. and he was so happy about it. And I was such an asshole because I was just like, I don't think that was a good idea. You shouldn't give people pets, you know, as a gift. And, but, you know, it worked out for them, I guess. I mean, they broke up and she kept her dog because it was a gift, but it's just sort of like, you know. So it um, worked out best for you. It, well, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. As you called and said, I have this Goberian. I said, you well, know that, what? I have a this Goberian. Was a, this was another dog. He got this oh. one on his own. <laughs> but this was the same situation or a similar situation where he got a dog and he was actually supposed to be getting it with a friend because they were getting a house together. And so they were like, oh, it'd be cool. And so he went and got a dog. But then his friend decided he didn't want to get the house. Or something changed. And so he ended up with this puppy in an apartment. And then we ended up with a puppy. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it's just, you know, and I'm grateful because that was the other thing that was a concern with um, Apollo is that, you know, after he was only supposed to be with us for a few months. And, you know, after a year, it was just sort of like, is he going back? And um, Cole and I were like, uh, no, he's going to stay where he is. Only Johan was doing the, yeah, he needs to go back. And I had to explain to Johan how much it costs to raise a dog and why he's going to stay right where he is. And Mm -hmm. um, eventually he understood. And, but, um, but yeah, it may not be enough to just show people that you're paying for the dog. Not anymore. Uh, No, no, no. It may, it may require something else. So I, um, I still think that it's just not anything I would have ever given much thought to. I would have assumed, which we all know, you know, can be wrong at times, but I would just, I would assume that the dog goes with the person who has spent the most time. I watched this couple and I'm not going to say that the dog didn't interact with the man, but he, the dog was very connected. It seemed to me, um, with the woman. And so for her not to have any connection or contact with the dog now was, 
kind of interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, that would be hurtful. And that, that would be, that especially when hurtful. you put so much time. And I mean, I know these aren't children. We didn't birth them, but you know, we spend so much time. Many of these dogs from puppyhood, exactly all the way up, and you know, and we go through all the um, the worry when they're sick, and you know. I hear, I hear a yelp and I'm running outside to find out who's hurt. And, um, exactly. You know, exactly. and someone threatens my dog and I'm ready to go to jail because it's like, we, we, we about to throw down. Um, and you, you know, know, I think about right now today, I would imagine that, you know, if God forbid, this was a situation that I was really having to deal with, um, that we would be civil about it. Yeah. As you're probably thinking and anybody else is listening to us. But, you know, you don't know the terms in which the relationship between the two humans has, you know, ended. So yeah. it could change a whole lot, you know, yeah. like if Lee hooked up with some non-obese woman younger than <laughs> me, I don't know if I'd walk Harley and Jackson over there or not. But uh, <laughs> Being pet by that hussy. <laughs> uh, uh, listen, I'm telling you, don't let her be young too. Oh my God. I'm driving down the street, seeing your two white dogs being walked by some hussy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. In hot pants and heels. Oh, stop the madness. <laughs> and it'd be hot pink, hot pants. <laughs> right. And heels, right? Six inch. Those, those hooker heels, yeah, as they exactly. call it. But um, the same thing, you know, you see somebody on one of Johan's tractors, <laughs> you'd be saying, hold up, I'm trying to get my dogs. Um, so, And also I feel bad for the animal too, because, you know, our, you know, it's like going back to when we spoke to the, the pet sitter <clears throat> and the fact that, you know, our animals have an attachment too. So they're going to have, they're going to mourn the loss of this person. They're not going to understand why this person isn't around anymore. And, mm -hmm. you know, and that, to me, that adds a level of stress to their lives that I don't think is necessary. And so, um, you know, <clears throat> I, just, I don't want my dogs going through that, the stress of losing, you know, a family member who, you know, that, you know, mm -hmm. that is a, their family mm -hmm. and they don't understand that. I mean, it's, it reminds me of those commercials, those drunk driving commercials that show the dog. It's like, they're not going to understand why you never come, came home, man. That's just like, oof. that's sad. I'm I don't not, know what you're talking about. You've never seen those? No. Yeah, this time of year, that's one of the drunk driving commercials. They have the little, the rhymes and stuff like. Girl, stop. Or they, uh, they, you know, or, you know, I don't remember the, the things that they have with the commercials where I can't think of them. So I'm not even going to try. But there is one commercial. They have all of these commercials where people are drunk driving and they talk about the patrols are out. And, you know, and it's always around the holidays, around, you know, you know, Fourth of July and Christmas and New Year's. And those are probably. Yeah. But anyway. So they always have these commercials come up and they're talking about the patrols are out. But one of the commercials that came up once was this dog just sitting like looking out the window, waiting for their owner to come home. And it's just like, your dog's not going to understand why you never came home. And I was just oh, like, damn. Lord. <laughs> no, I've never seen that. Thank you, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I have never seen that. It's, it's horrible. Mm -mm. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I just don't want my dogs. My dogs like Johan. They love him. You know, it's that's funny. A, that's a local thing. Yeah, maybe, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I like my dogs and I want them to be, 
you know, happy. And, and if, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think pe- humans should be unhappy. If you're unhappy in a relationship, I can understand, but I would hope, I would hope that just like with children and not to say the dogs are children, you know, but like you would with children, you would try and make some type of arrangements, you know, that maybe you could somehow rise above if there, you know, hasn't been any type, you know, if it's just a a normal, like this relationship has seen it's. Oh, if it's amicable. Right. Yes. You know, I mean, there are some uh, instances where you really is not a good idea to see this person anymore. And it's better to just cut ties. And that happens more times than I think we are um, aware where people realize that, you know, I, I love you and I'm always going to love you, but I'm not in love with you. And this just doesn't make any sense to keep doing this. Mm -hmm. And, and, and when both people see it that way, then sure. Then you start talking about, well, you know, Bobo needs to go with you Mm -hmm. and, you know, well, thanks, but you can come and get Bobo whenever you want. There was a show, a movie, I think it's, it's not in contagion. It's not virus. It's one, of the, it's one of those movies that were really popular when the pandemic started. It's one of those movies. But I think in this one, it was it might have been a version of Ebola. And um, it was from the 90s. Um, and in the movie, two of the main characters had been a couple and they shared custody of a dog. And they had visitation rights that they worked out and all that type of stuff. And that was the first time I've even heard of people doing something like that. And I thought I always thought it was just so nice that, you know, from this movie where all these people (laughs) were millions are dying. My takeaway was look at them putting the dog ahead (laughs) and taking care of the dog. I was going to mention that to you, but I said, no, no, I'm just (laughs) going to let you, I'm going to let you have that one. Well, you know that we don't watch the same movie, so I'll never, <laughs> never know one what day that we'll, is. One day we'll watch the same movie. <laughs> okay, you keep hope alive, Jesse. Uh, um, you just you rock you you rock on with that one. So, listen, here's a question for you: Do your dogs travel in the car with you? Yes. Okay, and do you use any kind of seatbelt restraints? No, I'm a horrible person. So I don't either. So we're two horrible people. The movie is called Outbreak. That is all. Okay. And she says, that is all. I never interrupt you when you're going about (laughs) on a particular subject. She just loved to interrupt me. For all those that are listening that have always wondered who was in control of this podcast, now you know. (laughs) I tell you, she doesn't have any friends. So I (laughs) I am abused on a weekly basis. No, I don't use any. I don't use any. And I've written blog posts about this and I really tried. But I'm telling you, Jax is too big to be sitting where he sits. And I'm starting to get concerned about that. So I'm looking into, and I have dog seats. I have the belts that you tether to the actual seat belt. Mm -hmm. Um, from, I think I've got them from Kurgo. Um, and they're really, really good, but hell, I got to find them. Um, but I don't, and I'm starting to talk to more and more people with medium to large size dogs. Mm -hmm. And surprisingly, the answers are just like you and I No, I should, but I don't. Yeah. And I'm thinking, so who is 
you know, belting up their poop pups. Well, I know they that travel. I know that um, like, you know, people who do agility or take their dogs for shows and stuff like that are doing it because their dogs are either crated in the car or but they're doing stuff where their dogs are protected because that's where I get the most like information from are people who um, make sure that their dogs are protected in the car. And, you know, this is a lame, lame excuse. But um, my excuse is that. I rarely go places with my dogs in the car. We, my dogs are mostly at home. I mean, sometimes I, I'll take them someplace, but the only time they're in the car is when I'm taking them to the vet. Um, and then occasionally when I'm taking them to, you know, to hang out with another dog, like to go on a walk someplace and we're going to go mm-hmm. on a pack walk, but it's just mostly they stay at home. And so it's just not something that's been high on my list. And Three of my dogs just lay down in the back. I have the entire back laid down and they just lay down back there. I mean, ideally I should put two crates back there and they should go into their crates while we're in the car. Um, but I just never have. Um, but I think it's something that, you know, now, especially with COVID and sending our dogs into the vet alone, that I wish I would have done a better job of crate training my dogs. And, and I see the benefit of that other than just putting your dog in a cage and because you're going to the store or something, but how good it is when I'm not able to be with my dogs that they can go into a crate and, and be able to handle it and not flip out. Thankfully three of them can. You mean just in the house? No, like if I take him to the vet, because sometimes it's like, for instance, Rodrigo had to go and have his teeth cleaned this year. Zoe had that lump removed. And so they were kenneled at the mm-hmm. vet um, and they, there was no there were no issues, but it sort of made me and same thing with, you know, Scout had chemo. And so he would have to go and be put someplace and someone would sit with him. Um, same with my other dogs. They always have someone sitting with the dogs. But um, it did make me really appreciate the fact that how important it was that my dogs be crate trained. And then that just makes me, takes me back to the car that if my dogs had been properly crate trained, I could just put two crates in the back of my car because I usually only have two dogs with me at a time. At a time. Mm -hmm. Mm. So I'm going to send you this link from Mm -hmm. Kurgo. It's Mm -hmm. got some dog travel statistics. I'm not going to read them all, Um, but it's pretty interesting they're saying that um, seven, six out of 10 of the 78 million that dogs, okay, um, that are driven, which is equates 56%, um, that are riding in the car at least once a month, three in the 10 um, admit to being distracted by their dog while they're driving. Mm-hmm. Now, 65% um, of dog owners admit to engaging in distracting activity while driving with their dog. So what um, are they doing? Are they like petting their dog? or uh, 52% are petting them. 23% use their hands or arms to restrict the dog's movement or hold the dog in place when putting on the brakes. 19% use their hands or arms to keep the dog from climbing from the back seat to the front seat. 18% reach into back seats to interact with the dog. 17% allow the dog to sit in their lap or hold the dog while driving. 13% will give their dog food or treats. 
4% will play with the dolls and 3% will take photos. I'll take photos. (laughs) I mean, I have taken photos of me in the car with my dogs, but we're parked when I do that because I'm already, you know, I'm not the greatest driver. I'm not a horrible driver, but I'm not the greatest driver. And the idea of me restraining, holding back, petting, giving treats and taking pictures while I'm driving down the road, that should scare everybody. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, the 84% of people that responded to this survey um, say that they bring their dogs on their car trips, but they don't use a restraint. And the reason um, is because their dog is calm Mm -hmm. and they don't think he needs to be restrained. That's 42%. Okay. Wow. And so they're not even considering the fact that if they get hit. 39% never even considered it. 29% 29% just take their dog on a short trip. 12% just want their dog to be able to put their head out of the window. Me too. Now, I did do a blog post about the dangers of that, and mm-hmm. I had a lot of responses. And you know why? Hmm. Because the one danger that people never think about is stuff that flies and can hit your dog in the face. In the face, yeah. Exactly. Right? Even a pebble can cause blindness yep. if it hits the dog in the yep. eye. Um, 7% yep. say it's just too complicated and too much trouble. 3% say they want their dog to have fun in the car. And then three. <laughs> what does that mean? Three, I guess. The what does that mean? Where are you going that your dog needs to have fun in the car? <laughs> and then um, 3% want to be able to hold on to their dogs. Okay. So I have thoughts. And if anyone is on is listening to this and thinking, you know, yeah, this is ridiculous. I don't you know, I shouldn't be able to do this. And I like my dog to be in my lap. I my partner is a retired police officer and he explained to me what happens to dogs when they're sitting on their owner's laps while driving. They're projectiles. Yeah, it's not pretty. And if you today our our cars have airbags and if that airbag gets deployed, it is killing your dog and quite possibly you because you have it on your dog on your lap. It's not a good idea. And I, and I understand because I have briefly had small dogs, you know, when I fostered and then each of our dogs have been puppies. So I understand, you know, they're cute. And if they crawl over to you, you want to put them into your lap. And I I totally get that, but it is not worth it. And it's not about, you know, you can be the best driver on the planet. It's the idiot driving behind you. It's that moment. It's that moment. You know, and there's nothing you can do because of that moment. And we live in a time of distracted driving. I mean, I have, I think that one of the worst accidents I got into a few years ago and he was not, he was looking at his phone, doing stuff on his phone, and he slammed it into me at 40 miles per hour. If my dogs had been into the car, they would have been injured because of that. And so, um, you know, yeah, I'm saying all this and still my dogs are not secure. <laughs> so yes, I am 100% a hypocrite. <laughs> and, and I completely understand why people don't do it because I'm not doing it. I mean, we tell ourselves that our, you know, well, I don't go anywhere. I don't go on the freeway. I'm doing, you know, and all these type of things. Well, I'm starting are- to change my ways. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, the dogs go everywhere with me because I live in a city where that's possible. 
Now, if I'm going to go through a drive-through or something like that, or I'm going to see somebody that I know that they know and they're welcome in this person's home, I rarely take a leash. And I started thinking about that. And I said, you know, what happens, God forbid, if my car breaks down? I have two big dogs and no leash. I don't know how I'm supposed to say, okay, we're going to get out on the left side, stay close so we can, you know, (laughs) cross this medium and get to safety. So I started keeping an extra leash set Mm -hmm. in the car. Mm -hmm. And um, but most recently, I've been thinking about this and I'm saying to myself, I probably need to figure out how to start restraining them. When Jax was a puppy, I don't know why he liked to sit on the armrest in between the two front seats. Okay. And he would scramble in the car. And and then when he got a little bit bigger, he'd sit his behind on the back seat and rest his paws, you know, on the um, armrest. Now at 71 pounds, it's just, (laughs) I, I have to ask him to duck so I can see out of my rear view mirror on the right <laughs> to, be able to make a turn. And, you know, everybody knows him to be quote unquote, riding dirty. Um, but yeah, if something happened, he's going through that windshield. There's nothing to stop him. And I'm not going to have the wherewithal to throw my arm out to block him or anything like that. So we have to do better, Kimberly. Yeah, I think I'm going to get one of those cages, you know, those grates where you put between the front seats and the back seat to keep the dogs from crawling up front Mm -hmm. and then see if I can find something because I would think that you could still attach something if you have a secured cage, attach a leash or, you know, do the the belt thing that you get from Kurgo and attach that. Yeah, and that way should. the dogs, yeah. they're, they're next to the windows because that's where they want to be is they want to be next to the windows. And then they're not because I mean, although my dogs aren't wandering around, it would still in the case that I get into an accident. OK, well, that's, that's my New Year's resolution to, to make up. my car stay safe. You got to be careful, though, because huh. it almost sounds like what you want to do is what they call tethering. And they're saying that if you tether your dog to a seat belt. And mm-hmm. it's already um, part of the car and the seat, but that's fine. But if you create something to give him the ability to move about, that's bad. They don't like for you to do that. Oh, no. I want something where it's just going to keep them in that area okay. so that they're not. Because what, what happens right now is even though they stay in the back, they swap sides back and forth as they go in from window to window. And I want them to be tethered in a spot where they're going to sit here and this is where they, they can't go anywhere else because they're hooked right here. Okay. I don't want them wandering around. That's okay. what I'm going to do. That's January. Good. January? January. Okay. So your homework for this week is going to be the, it's a challenge, challenge <laughs> for, um, for both of us to see if our partners will sign this declaration. I think when I put it in there, I'm even going to put in a dollar amount for um, (laughs) puppy support. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if we're going to do this, then we're going to do this, you know? And so I think that that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to put something in there and say that I need puppy support. (laughs) <laughs> and let him look at me and tell me something like, well, you better start blogging again. <laughs> like, oh, snap. You didn't do that, did you? But um, but yeah. So, well, Christmas is coming. 
Christmas is coming. It's next week. Mm-hmm. Or and I guess when so, people are listening to this, it's this week. Oh, well, there we go. Uh-huh. Well, I'm, and I'm going to- behind. I haven't done any shopping. I have five nieces and nephews that need Chris. They want gift cards this year, which I am so grateful for because that's all I have the bandwidth to deal with um, because kids are hard to shop for. For some reason, I thought that you would just go someplace and there'd be a list of kids between the age of blank and blank. This is what they like. And you just pick from that list. That No, no you need to find a friend who has a child that same age and take them with you. Well, I did one year I went to um, Target and I did most of my shopping at Target. And I just basically went up to people (laughs) that had children and asked this or this. (laughs) And what is this? And a few of them took pity on me and would just as they saw me in the store would be like, yeah, that doesn't work or that breaks really easily. And I even had a couple of kids speak up and go, oh, yeah, this you should get this one instead. Because I was just, and I did good. The kids were like, everybody was happy with their gifts. So this year, everyone's getting a gift card because I'm tired and I don't feel like dealing with shopping and I'm late because they said you were supposed to have all the stuff in the mail by the 17th. And that didn't happen. So, okay. Are these people local or far Mm -hmm. away? Um, Arizona. So So there's a site called Punchbowl. Punchbowl.com. You can make video greeting cards and you can attach gift cards to them. Oh, and that's do it nice. online. That's very nice. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Hmm. I like that. So I was just going to go on Amazon. Yeah. Because at first I was going to, because I was worried about us. Like, I need to go get a, like a, a physical gift card to give to them. But kids are so smart today that mm-hmm. you can just give them an electronic, they know what, they know what to do. They do. So they I figure I'll just do. do everything on Amazon and <clears throat> send it to the pa- links to the parents, to my brother and my sister-in-law. My mom, on the other hand, is not as savvy. So she will, um, I could give her a gift card, but I think I'm just going to give her cash and leave it at that. I <laughs> give her, send her a, yeah, an envelope with cash knows, in it. She knows how to, how to spend that. Yeah, she'll be fine with that. The problem with the gift card with my mom is that she lives in a small town um, in back of the woods, Georgia, and um, just she, she and I don't have the same stores. And uh-huh. so it's just like and although she could shop online, I think she would just prefer to go to places that are around her. Okay. So I'm just going to give her cash. And and that's that's going to be my Christmas. What are you are you do you give your children or do you just give um, the grandchildren presents? Well, this is really my first year having grandchildren. So since my really? children, yeah, since, well, Jameson was born in um, February, but I didn't even go up there last year because um, he was just, you know, that lay in the, the little rocker thing. I mean, he wasn't going to be a whole lot of fun to play with, <laughs> but I don't, have, I don't have time for you right now. But, you know, my children are still scarred and seeing therapists over the <laughs> Christmas card. The dogs were included and they were excluded. Uh, um, so I had to think really careful about that. But I am that person that people like you don't like. Yay. Because, you know, not only I can show you these things, not only am I done with my shopping. Okay. But I also actually 
handcraft like things oh good lord what is wrong (laughs) with you people like you my friend tina's like this too where she i'll get something in the mail a christmas card in the mail from tina and it's not enough for her to send a christmas card she has to send these hand cut christmas tree ornaments doesn't this say i really care yes it does it does and it makes everyone else like you know damn it i just got Mm -hmm. a gift card I didn't mm-hmm. even wrap it. No, <laughs> no. So I went to Michael's and I found these little two, two and a half inch round Christmas wooden um, like ornaments. And then, you know, thanks to Avery uh, labels, I was able to find some scalloped round labels and I put everybody's picture on it so that they um, can easily identify their gifts under the tree. Yes, I did. That's what I did. Be you mad. To, you need to um, start working on your blog again. Uh, see, th- thank you. Like <laughs> <All right. laughs> This is just, uh, wait, hold on a second. I'm going to edit this whole pause out. My favorite gift that Kathy ever got me. My damn it doll. Your damn it doll. <laughs> <laughs> I love my damn it doll. <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. Hey and man, those things. And the come dogs in are handy. always so fascinated with it because of course they think it's a, an animal. So right now uh-huh. Apollo's sniffing it and Scout just crawled off of his chair because he's like, what's that? Mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and take that. No, mm-hmm. you can't take it. He's <laughs> got his mouth. It, it's like, it I'll take is, it. This it serves mommy. such a great purpose. I have <laughs> one at, I have one on my desk <laughs> and I just, you know, I, I just kind of, yep, that's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. The dogs love the damn it doll, but you guys so, are not, this is my toy. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Well, all right, girl, I have to now go and see if I can find something to put this obese body <laughs> into for this birthday party. <laughs> this that's, what cracks me up. that's how we go start at a 10 o'clock on a Monday. What? <laughs> oh my God. And I looked at her. I really wanted to cuss her out, but, you know, she was holding my my medical future in her hand. <laughs> So she says, well, quite honestly, Kathy, you know, you're obese. And I was like, no, screw <laughs> you. I want to say, and you're ugly. There. I can lose my weight. You can't fix your face. I was just but telling no. her, it's like, and you get to inherit a, a dying planet. Good luck mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. See, if I ever bring a, um, a dog to your office. I know. Well, that's what's so funny is like, say that into a dog group and people set you on fire. I know, right? Oh, my dog obese. We got problems. Oh, you want to see the other thing I do just to make you angry? Yes, I, w- I want to be. So angry. this birthday party that I'm going to happens to be the, the man who saved Jax's, you know, life by removing the tumor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had to make him a card, right? Can you read that? Yes. Happy birthday, Dr. Paul. Thank you. for <laughs> Oh, good Lord. You just go so extra. Damn. I do. You just I do. <laughs> it's like, damn, I just can't anymore. <laughs> so for those of you who can't see what Kimberly saw, the card actually is coming from Jax and it's got his picture and it says, thank you for being you. 
Um, <laughs> and so she thinks it's corny. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Because says I don't, person, I don't go. Says when, the person you know, who got all all emotional when I <laughs> sent her um, a coffee mug and some tea. I know. <laughs> you like to being the recipient. I know. But okay, I'll make I'm just fun checking. Of you. I'll I'm make fun checking. of you all day long. But I do. I was drinking my tea yesterday. I love mm-hmm. that tea. Mm-hmm. So good. I'm just, I'm just thinking. <laughs> all right. Say good night, Gracie, because I got to go. Good night, Gracie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Talk.